0: time has come once again to talk about what we're going to talk about tell them ben yes
1: (laughs) deleted scenes for the flash have been released with the it's crazy to even think about the the home release home (laughs) digital release of the flash one month after it was released in theaters why is no one
0: going to the theater
1: (laughs) so they (laughs) They released like three weeks after it comes out yeah So there's been quite a bunch of deleted scenes revealed, and we're going to dive into each one of them. And there's even been a few behind-the-scenes featurettes. So we're going to talk about some of the things revealed in that, too. Uh, In fact, we're going to start with that, actually. So there is a featurette specifically on Michael Keaton's return as Batman with some additional concept art. Uh, Again, we get to see kind of the concept art for what's in the Batsuit vault. You can kind of recognize that we've got the '89 suit, the return suit, The modern, you know, the suit for the Flash at the far right. And then on the far left is the, quote unquote, Crusader suit that, uh, you know, is meant to be the original 1939-esque suit. But then we kind of get two others that are a little mysterious here. We've got one in the center with a yellow bat, um, a different type of utility belt. And then we got one that is second to last um, that kind of just looks like another just gray variation of the the Batman Returns suit, at least in terms of what I see. Uh, on this, but uh, they kind of have this in there. It's a little featurette that I thought would be worth showing, since we have a lot of fans of the multiple uh, Keaton Batsuits that are in this movie. Um, and then at the end, you can see uh, you can see that it refers to Keaton on the very bottom. It says Flashpoint on there. Flashpoint okay. Michael Keaton. So uh, It's probably what they refer to as that timeline. We're saying, hey, this is the Flashpoint Batman. Uh, so let's see. And then we have here the different, uh, little miniature statues of the different, uh, bat suits and stuff, excluding the last two at the end, the winged one and the Arctic one, uh, which I guess were still in development or something, uh, while the shot was taken. But, uh, this is kind of the early developments of what those suits were going to look like, which is pretty cool. Okay. Uh, so we got this, uh, according to the feature, Keaton was a big proponent of the suit, uh, kind of keeping some of the stiffness actually from 89 and returns. They deliberately tried to make it more flexible and he was like, Oh no, we can't have that. (laughs) So (laughs) he he wanted to make sure that it would at least stay true to, um, how it was like for him in 89 and returns, which I think is a good Testament to, to him as a performer, right? Because he, he was sacrificing comfort in that case, uh, for the sake of having, you know, recapturing his performance. Sacrificing comfort in the seventies, indeed. Yeah, in the featurette, they even say that uh, Ed Wade, who's the double for Ezra Miller, who you see a lot in the deleted scenes, uh, but uh, he brings up how uh, Keaton would like watch the footage in the in the kitchen, the Wayne Manor kitchen, and he would be like crouched on the table like Spider Man, like he'd be like sitting okay. on the table like Spider Man and stuff during it, and he was just Wade was just amazed that the, a man of his age was able to do that. So that's awesome. Uh, it Yeah, it is. Uh, according to this featurette as well, uh, Andy Muschietti brings up that Bruce Wayne has been retired from being Batman for 25 years. So this is an interesting comment because I'm like 25 years from what? Because the Flash, let's remember when Barry meets the Keaton Batman, it's supposed to be 2013. Which would mean that he retired in 1988. But... Uh, I think more likely muschetti meant 25 years since now as in 2023 which would mean that he retired in like 1998. so I think that's more likely what he meant uh in that case Their
0: timeline this is a different timeline too man like that too they you know I wouldn't get caught up too
1: much in that yeah I don't I don't think they necessarily had much thought into it I think it was just like yeah oh, he's just been retired for the next amount of time unless 89 returns take place before 1988. I know there's a whole bunch of speculation on when 89 returns actually do take place, but I've never really spent a lot of time uh, on that. But we'll just say that uh, Muschietti says that it's been 25 years. But if the movie doesn't actually say it, then it's up to you. Right. That's my opinion on that. Uh, the Epic Film Guys podcast. Uh, shout out to you guys. These guys are awesome. But they brought up uh, that the Batsuit Vault from 89 was built into the Batcave even though it's not really showcased in the movie, but you can see that here uh, in this behind the scenes shot. So I thought this was cool. Um, I don't think they got the image themselves. They were just the ones who brought it to my attention as well as to other people's attention. So uh, now we've got the stuff from the featurette. Let's go into the deleted scenes and, you know, our opinions about this. So first in chronological order is an extended scene in the armory room where the two berries enter. In the movie, they just kind of enter. They look at all the you know, the cool armor, and then we cut to the kitchen, or not the kitchen, but the study where Chicago was playing. In this extended okay. studio, young Barry uses his super speed to don the samurai armor and say, look at me, I'm a ninja turtle. <laughs> and older Barry <laughs> looks more like Shredder. That's uh, <laughs> about it. So I'm just like, eh, we didn't really need that. I didn't need Flash fucking around in the armory room and stuff, so like, I can see why this is a cut. Yeah. Um, But I think the biggest one that a lot of people are talking about, especially Keaton fans, is the one that I know you've seen where both berries are in the Batwing and they discuss how that there's a basically an additional reason to why Keaton's Batman retired years ago, which was that uh Keaton's Batman killed a criminal in front of his kid. And he saw that he himself was the cause of the same tragedy that he went through as a kid and decided, you know, he had become what he had fought against and decided to call it quits. Um This was interesting to me because it felt when I first heard about this, I'm just like, that kind of sounds a little bit close to the 89 comic uh, that Sam Hamm and Joe Quinone's work on where, you know, he didn't outright kill the guy, but in the crossfire between Batman and and the national guard, a father is killed in front of his daughter in the opening. And that's kind of the inciting incident of the 89 comic arc. Uh, Right. And these things were written at different times. The flash was written before the 89 comic was actually written too. So I don't think there was really much crossover there it just kind of seemed interesting that both sort of explored the idea of him feeling responsible for a father's death um here it seems like he was he was directly responsible um, the shot is awesome by the way yeah this is shot from another this is another deleted shot um that's uh, from another from another part but uh, anyway, this is something that is brought up too, where young Barry speculates that this is why Keaton's Bruce knows so much about time travel, (laughs) which (laughs) we're kind of sick of talking about, but it is acknowledged in the scene that like, why does this guy know so much about time travel and older Barry speculates, Hey, he's, he's trying to find a way to fix it as in the explanation for how much Keaton's Bruce knows so much about time travel is that he studied time travel to try to travel back in time to, I guess, undo his mistake of killing this criminal. So, Again, not all of the deleted scenes have been released. There could be a whole subplot going on here that's been deleted. We don't know.
0: I I th- again, I, we're gonna, we're going to talk about it again, I guess. We we brought it up, but I feel like he's the way I, the way I viewed that scene again with the spaghetti and shit, mm-hmm. it's because he's talking about it in the realm of theoretical physics. Yes. It's theory which mm-hmm. we you could go to Barnes and Noble or Amazon or whatever and buy those books right now. So mm-hmm. why is it so crazy for Batman to have this kind of <laughs> knowledge? I mean, again, so some of liberties were taken as far as like you know ex- the liberties expanding upon actual science, but it's still I think in sto- in story it's theoretical physics and Batman has not I would assume Batman this Batman hasn't time traveled. Just mm-hmm. yet, he hasn't hasn't had hasn't done any dimension hopping, nothing like that. But he has read theoretical physics, so it's right. like there's the it's, possibility. It's the possibilities of it. So, uh, and we just need somebody to explain to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> we, That's the real explanation, really. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we need we need exposition. The most real explanation. <laughs> expository lines, and mm-hmm. and and Batman's older and uh, knowledgeable.
1: So why the yeah. fuck not him? And he's making spaghetti. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, this is the whole thing too about like, well, is this a better reason for why Keaton's Bruce retired than the fact that Gotham's all cleaned up? And I'm just like, well, look again, we haven't seen all the deleted scenes. There could be a whole deleted subplot. We've only seen part of where like, maybe there's like this big redemption arc that they had planned for Keaton where he's like going to redeem himself for the past. Or we learn a little bit more of what actually happened. And he shares that with Barry or like he and Barry like save a family or something. Yeah. But if, we're we're basically going to judge this on its own. Just this scene has been released. Just this detail, story detail has been released. And honestly, I'm glad they cut it. I don't oh, need it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like, crap, kind of a crap scene. Yeah. <laughs> like some people are just like, we needed this. I'm just like, I don't need it. Keaton's what? Batman. Yes, he did kill in the movies, but to have him kill a dad in front of his kid off screen, that just puts a fucking tarnish on his legacy, I think. Like it's that's, just a fucking bummer. It's not necessary, man. Not yeah. at
0: all. Um, you have to cut whatever is unnecessary. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. sometimes they don't do that, but uh, t- you know, as a sidebar, I remember lo- watching the uh, the the special features for The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. and uh, Shyamalan says in it that um, at NYU, I think is where he went to film school. They told him, like, sometimes you have to cut your favorite scene. Yeah. Because even though it's your personal favorite, it might not do anything for the movie. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure this was no one's favorite scene. But like, that's the (laughs) that's the idea, though. Like, if it's not even if it's your favorite, if it's not fucking like doing anything for the movie as a whole, how much more so for these smaller scenes, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And just yeah. this this idea, the story idea is just like, dude, like, I think people have brought it up. I'm just like, we've seen this shit. Like, why do you keep bringing our childhood heroes back only to make them like failed, depressed ass, you know, hermits like, you know, Luke Skywalker in <laughs> the last Jedi or even like the latest Indiana Jones movie? He's just kind of like a sad old man in the beginning and shit, like I if, actually haven't even seen it yet, dude. You can kind of see that in the trailer, though. Like, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's, you know, he's retiring as a professor and he just doesn't really have one in his life and shit. And like here, I'm like, well, isn't it better that he succeeded in his mission Like Gotham's cleaned up? He's just chilling at home, doing whatever the fuck he wants and making spaghetti like I'd rather he be successful in his mission than he quit ashamed of himself because he killed a dude in front of his kid. Like, it's just, I don't need that. Yeah. Shit. I don't need it
0: either. Let's have a happy ending for once. Although yeah. we didn't, he actually didn't get one. Though. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> he was think, happy before that.
1: Yes, but I think you can tell like Keaton's Batman is like itching to get back. And like, I think he went down the way he wanted to go out, you know? Yeah. Because he could have died of boredom drinking himself to death with all that wine in Wayne Manor and stuff. But he, he found a new <laughs> right. fight. Um, so this specific image is from a short deleted scene in which Youngberry, when they're in like Siberia and stuff, he finds uh, Supergirl's suit in a different area and asks, you know, when he brings back to Olderberry, he's like, is Superman petite when he looks at the uh, super Mm -hmm. suit? So this is actually an alternate scene from what's in the movie, not necessarily something that explains how they got the suit, because I I re-looked at the movie and in the movie, the suit is in the same room with Kara and then they grab the suit when they grab her which I think could have easily been done in reshoots because you don't really physically see like you see a separate shot of the suit and then you see like a hand grabbing the suit. I'm just like that could have, that e- that's like an easy reshoot right there. That's probably not even Ezra Miller's hand grabbing the suit, you know, and in, in that's sh- in that shot. Probably not. Yeah. So again, like it's we don't need it. We already got an explanation of the super suit. All it is is just kind of extended stuff that makes this scene go even longer. This whole sequence go longer. So mm-hmm. we don't need that. Uh, and then we get another scene in the Batcave where Bruce knows there's not enough power to generate the experiment where, you know, older Barry is going to get his powers back. But Barry then brings up the idea to fly the kite, which is why we get the Bat kite. We get it's like, all right, cool. But we don't really need an explanation. Like we can just presume that Barry and Bruce figured that out. We don't need a scene of Barry suggesting that to Bruce. So right. I think a lot of people are equating like, oh, it was cut. So therefore, it must be some sort of like Snyder cut, Schumacher cut situation. I'm like, it's not the case here. I mean, unless again, maybe this whole subplot with Keaton's backstory is actually a secret Batman forever type subplot where there's this whole emotional thing that they had to cut that, you know, we'll find out later and be like, all right, you know what? That was legitimately emotional and would have been awesome. But for right now, it's it's it doesn't sound like it adds to anything. This adds nothing to the movie. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's not not everything is a Snyder Cut or Schumacher Cut situation. A lot of times, guys, like the stuff is deleted for a good reason. Yeah. Know? Yes. So. The, you see that a lot. I mean, yeah.
0: Remember back in the heyday of the DVDs? It was we had all kinds of like deleted scenes all the time.
1: Yeah. And you'd watch them and you'd be like.
0: Yeah, okay, I can see why this this isn't they're, in the movie. <laughs> to play devil's advocate, then sometimes like every now and again you, you you see like one or two, like, well fuck, that should have been in the movie. But most of mm-hmm. the time it was like, Oh yeah, I can see why they cut that shit. Yeah, Like 90, 85% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this shot right here makes me think of uh what's the difference between a neckerchief, an ascot, and a cravat? Mm. We'll have to deep dive into that later. It's <laughs> the next
1: Patreon <laughs> preview. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because this looks like a neckerchief here. Right. Whereas it was a cravat
1: in the earlier scene. Is that based around what he's wearing? I don't. What know. he wears around what's on his neck? He's wearing a lot of
0: different. neck shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, these are the deleted scenes. But then okay, I think the biggest one people are talking about is not a scene that was released, but a behind-the-scenes picture of a deleted scene of Bat Fleck in a different bat suit. So notice here it's black and silver as opposed to the blue and gray one in the Bat Cycle action sequence. And we know it's not just because like, oh, it was secretly this suit all along because behind the scene shots of Affleck in the, you know, the motorcycle suit show him in blue and gray. So this is a specific bat suit that they did for the scene. He's in front of a green screen. It looks like he's in the Batcave. Um, and apparently it's a post-credits scene taking place after Barry's with drunk Jason Momoa, where he sees a vision of Batfleck reaching out to him. And it's Batfleck trapped in the multiverse. And he's the one who asked Barry to find him. A reversal, if you will, of how, you know, Bruce in BVS first saw Barry coming through and saying, you have to find us and stuff. So, like, they were kind of reversing that. And this was apparently meant to set up uh, a Crisis on Infinite Earths movie that uh, former DC Films uh, studio head Walter Hamada had been planning. Like, that was his way to put Affleck and Cavill on hold and then bring them back in Crisis on Infinite Earths since... Uh, You know, Affleck wasn't really interested in continuing. They weren't set up for that at all. No, no. Uh, But I mean, we've got some cool shots of, uh, I mean, as cool as I could be of of unmasked Affleck in the suit. I'm not a fan of the suit, but I mean, he always looks great in it. So um, these are cool. But again, predictably, people are pissed that, you know, more Batfleck stuff got cut from this. And last week, Hollywood Reporter Uh, Did a whole report on the Aquaman 2 reshoots, bringing up that like, hey, there were it was originally Keaton having a cameo in Aquaman 2, then it was Affleck, and now there's no Batman in it. And apparently people are uh, pissed about that. And my response to all of that is why? I mean, (laughs) why would they keep Affleck in Aquaman 2? Like the whole reason why they did this was Aquaman 2 was meant to be released after the Flash, and the Flash was supposed to establish Keaton's Batman from now on. So that's why Keaton had the cameo. Then Flash gets pushed. Then they're like, oh, shit. Well, Aquaman 2 doesn't make sense if Keaton's in that before the Flash. So we're just going to have Affleck do that role because Affleck's still the Bruce Wayne in that universe. Right. It wouldn't make sense to show Keaton. So then they shot that scene with Affleck. But then Aquaman 2 then gets pushed after the Flash and James Gunn and Peter Safran take over DC Studios. And, you know, now that it's released after Flash, it doesn't make sense to have Affleck or Keaton in there. And even if it did make sense to have Affleck as Batman again, let's say it's Affleck who shows up at the end of the flash, you know, out of that car. Why does he need to be an Aquaman 2? like, why do I, why should I give a fuck about Bruce Wayne showing up in Aquaman 2? like, he's they, not really character.
0: I mean, I don't want to sound heartless, but like who gives a fuck when it's the last movie of the whole thing. And it, there's he's that not, element too. he's not the even main if it character. Wasn't, I, yeah, even I, if I feel it wasn't. like he's
1: not the main character.
0: It's a cameo. Yeah. It's not a, it's not like a featured supporting role like Keaton is in, I mean, more than likely in, you know, like how he was in the flash, it -hmm. seems like it's a much smaller role. So, uh, people are just so worried about it. I mean, I, I, it's a testament to just how popular Batman is, but my God, dude, let some other heroes breathe. I know. Right.
1: Like, again, Affleck's here's how I was thinking about it was like Affleck's best scene is his last one in the movie where he's Bruce Wayne. You know, he tells Barry, hey, your pain, like, don't let your pain define you and stuff like that felt like the true Bruce Wayne. That felt like it fit into the arc that Snyder started with BVS, where like in BVS, he was like a broken man and his pain defined him. And now like, he learned to heal from that. He's leading the Justice League. He's now fulfilled. Affleck's arc is complete. He's now imparting what he's learned to Barry. He drives off into the night. His story is done. It's a beautiful send-off. Affleck does his, you know, what, that's one of his best moments, honestly, I think, as yeah. Bruce Wayne. And instead, fans, what? You want a final scene where he's trapped in the multiverse? A scene that's never <laughs> going to pay off? You want a final scene of Affleck giving a few expositional lines to Jason Momoa in an Aquaman movie for two minutes? Like, that's going to be his send-off? That's the send-off you want? Just because it Did was shot? Want to-
0: They want to see him like throwing a Trident or
1: something, and that'll be the send off. Yeah, except I don't think that's what they shot at all. Like, again, the only shot of Affleck on the Aquaman 2 set is when he's in like a Bruce Wayne suit. Like, I think he just shows up, says a few lines. His role is probably even smaller than what it was in The Flash. You know, he just has just a moment, you know. And uh, again, people are just like, they cut him from Flash and Aquaman 2. I'm just like, yeah, because it doesn't make sense anymore. Like how lame is it if the Flash ends with him being like, "Help me, Barry, I'm trapped," and then like Aquaman Two shows up and he's fine, he's just talking to Jason Momoa.
0: Look, I that doesn't a, make any sense. I got a proposition for everybody. What What if you saw Aquaman Two for Aquaman?
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I'm just
0: throwing it out there. Yeah, the movie made a billion dollars. There's people that are fans. The first mm-hmm. one made over a billion. Yeah, one one billion. Remember that? Yes. So so like, <laughs> just. Let him breathe, and that's a character that can breathe underwater too. Yes, <laughs> I, I had to make that pun, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah, they, I, I don't know.
1: If anything, I people are just like, oh, like they, they keep cutting Batfleck and stuff. I'm just like, you know what? I wish they cut more of Batfleck in the Flash. Not because I hate Affleck, but because, well, I mean, we talked about this before. The bridge scene is bad. You know, I don't want to see a stupid ass face. No, face, but it's a CG CG, looks weird. CG face. CG face was weird, the suit was bad, the design of the bat cycle was bad. We've ranked it as like the, the goose egg. Well, it wasn't quite the goose egg overall, but it, we it's it's yeah. the worst of the bat cycles. The bridge scene with Last of Truth was bad. Uh like the more I thought about, it, the more I agree with what's been said. Like Batfleck in the opening is like the Josh Whedon Batfleck. Like he's kind of a pompous jerk. He has a line to Barry where he's all snarky, being like, somebody had to save the day, Barry. I thought I might as well do it. I'm just like this doesn't match up with you know, all the other stuff. Like, if anything, they should have cut that stuff. They should have cut right. more is what I'm saying. Right. Um, but I think the bigger problem that I want to bring up here is that, as we've talked about, it's sad this movie ruins Barry's arc in the story. The way he gets his dad out of the trial is stupid. Uh, and we've talked about before. And we're the only ones who are compl- who have ever brought that up. The main thing I see people care about are these alternate endings of what heroes show up at the end and what movies that could lead to. And they're like, "Oh, they should have kept the ending with Keaton and Sasha Kaye. They should have kept the one with Cavill and Gal Gadot, or this post-credit scene with Affleck." And you know, they're like, "Fuck DC for putting in Clooney." And I'm like, "All you people care about are what other heroes get set up, and you didn't actually give a fuck about Barry Allen or the Flash character. No
0: one like, seems the to give a
1: fuck, fuck about Flash, man. It's, yeah, it's kind of sad." So,
0: yeah. if this is your first time seeing us, we'll just say, <laughs> say it again really quick. If, yeah, go ahead. Ra- if Randomly, but mm-hmm. basically, we on this show feel like Barry, like they kind of like he doesn't get any kind of arc in the film. He mm-hmm. makes the same mistake again, the same multi universe, multiverse breaking, potentially killing thousands of people or more mistake again mm-hmm. by moving the goddamn cans again to save Mm -hmm. his dad instead of his mom this time right so he could he could have a triumphant day at court like he learns nothing he kills a younger barry he you know the whole movie is supposed to be about accepting grief and accepting that you can't change things Mm -hmm. and he never learns that seemingly so and like i don't think you know, like some like I feel like horror movies and some other movies don't need like perfect morals or whatever. It can be kind of demented here and there. I get it, but with like superhero movies in this particular genre, you, you gotta get, you gotta have your morals right, man. Mm-hmm. On these yeah. and and that and 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 this this arc was just totally fucked at yeah. the end of it. I don't know what happened there. Mm-hmm. How do you learn nothing? It was so it was just so easily avoidable
1: too. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't, you went out of your way for him to learn nothing, is what it felt like to me. And even more insulting, it was like right after he was telling young Barry, like, yeah, we, we you, you can't fix this. We have to accept things as they are. And then, like, right afterwards, he's just like, never mind. I'm going to change the tomato cans. I'm just like, all right, that's why this ending is fucked. It has nothing to do with what heroes did or didn't show up at the end. Like, people are complaining about Clooney. I'm like, your ending was fucked, no matter which Bruce Wayne stepped out of that Mercedes. Whether it was Affleck, Keaton, Clooney, like I don't give a fuck. Like you already ruined the endings, ruined because of that, not because of uh, you know who did or didn't show up and stuff.
0: I mean the flat the Flash is older. Barry is so selfish through the whole thing to kind of puts mm-hmm. a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, and uh, I just had more time to unpack the movie in the past few weeks. Yeah, and I mean younger Barry dying is not a canon event, right? So that's completely his fault, like dying as Mm -hmm. Dark Flash. Mm -hmm. So he essentially gets his younger self in another dimension killed. killed, And it's totally his fault. And it's... They don't address that. It's just like, well, we killed the bad guy. Yeah, you killed the bad guy, but the whole... The bad guy was completely your fault to begin with. Yeah, And you don't even like you don't even you never you don't give yourself enough time to address that it would have been interesting kind of like you know guilt uh you know like a conversation about guilt maybe if they'd gone down that route it's not kind Mm -hmm. of dark but maybe it's something but it's like on top of the ezra miller baggage of this film it just had these kind of major problems too right like how do you I don't know, man. I've just this is this is I've been unpacking it, dude. You know, yeah. the, and, yeah, it just gets the, worse, the, doesn't it? Yeah, it just it, it gets worse the more I unpack it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm more I'm honestly more annoyed that we're the only ones talking about it because everyone else is just annoyed about the fact that oh, you cut Keaton from the end of the Flash. I'm just like okay, let's consider what would have happened though if you did have Keaton at the end of the Flash. Right? Again, you want to tease uh, f- first off even if he does show up you're teasing films we're not going to get with him so yeah. that's there dude, dude let it let it go let uh, it go also we know his and supergirl's deaths kind of get undone in some way with barry going back in time because when he did return there's no kryptonian invasion stopping the world his mom's dead clearly things are reset yet we're so literal these days we have to see keaton batman alive you know things like, are
0: reset but
1: yeah. dark flash young Barry's still dead though right uh, I mean, I would think so. We haven't really it's not really explained what happens in that timeline. But again, just because they were able happens- to go to earlier points of that timeline. So you could still conceivably see a version where Keaton's ba- Batman is still back in Wayne Manor listening to Chicago and painting. He is. But the, but Dark Flash
0: dies in the chrono bowl. That's so true. It's yeah. like outside of time in a sense. True. So I yeah. kind of feel like he's perma dead.
1: Yeah, he would be. Right, and that's a world so, where the Allens are still alive. His mom is still alive. So instead of getting to save your mom, you took her son away from her. So it's shitty, dude. It's so <laughs> right. shitty. It's yeah. so
0: shitty, dude. Mm-hmm. And I know it's time travel is already messy and difficult as hell. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm I, I'm just saying I. Uh, I could see why it was difficult for Hodson to write this. Mm-hmm. Um, And like a billion cooks in the kitchen, too. So I feel for her. Yeah. But um, just judging the end product, man, it was just like, just just like
1: major, major, like core problems with this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And again, like people aren't people aren't really talking about this. They're just like, "Eh, it's whatever, because like they don't care. They they're just like, "Eh, it's whatever one this. We just want to see the people we want to see, whether that's Keaton or Affleck or Cavill or. Whoever, you know, and and yeah, for those who wanted to see Keaton show up at the end, like you guys realize when Keaton showed up in that alternate ending, he wouldn't have been the Keaton, you know, like the Keaton Batman, you know, like there's already a dispute about like whether or not his Batman in this movie is the same as the one in 89 Returns. Well, you know what? Keaton in the original ending would definitely not would not have been the same one as in the 89 Returns and previous version of this, because under Walter Hamada's plan, Michael Keaton would start playing a weird amalgamated version of his Batman mixed with Affleck's Batman, having worked with like the J.K. Simmons, Gordon, and having some involvement with like the Justice League. Oh, yeah. Shit. So and that's the Batman that would have been in Batgirl. And look, I don't support how WB handled the cancellation of Batgirl and how those people were treated. I'd still want to see it since it was already made and Keaton was in it. But you can't seriously tell me that's the type of Keaton Batman you want to see him stepping yeah. in to play a completely different version of Batman from the one you grew up with. We got enough of that shit already with like Affleck basically had to play two different Batman across the different versions of justice league. And you know, if there's all this Batman beyond movie talk, like we said, that was debunked by Michael Uslin, you know, uh, but let's say Batman beyond was on the table and let's say you want that and you want Keaton to show up at the end for a Batman beyond thing. Doesn't Keaton showing up at the courthouse kind of model Batman beyond? Like, no one's pointing this out, but, like, if Keaton showed up at the end in 2023, what the fuck is he doing there when you all want him to be in the future world with Terry McGinnis? Like... <laughs> they There's haven't thought thinking about, about this no
0: i haven't thought it through man you know they just want to see Ke- <laughs> as much keaton as humanly possible <laughs> i
1: know this is the big problem Is people are just they're not actually thinking this through it doesn't make sense yeah. like if anything it makes more sense for keaton to be back in his own universe to where things look a little bit more blade runner-esque or batman beyond like and not show up in yeah. Ezra Miller's universe of all places. Like, if anything, that that makes way more sense than him showing up at the courthouse steps with Barry. So we have all this talk all about what we were cheated of and all this outrage, and I'm like, cheated out of what? Did the plans make sense? No. Does it make a good story? No. Did these d- deleted scenes contribute anything? No. People are just upset and reacting emotionally because they want more of these actors in these roles but aren't actually thinking of whether the plans what the stories actually work Because if you've seen The Flash, you know neither Affleck nor Keaton showing up in Aquaman 2 makes any you know, that doesn't make any sense now. So why would you have expected them to be in the movie in that movie before the Hollywood Reporter article showed up and said that they weren't in it? And more importantly, like we said, why don't you watch Aquaman 2 because of Aquaman? Why the fuck should Bruce Wayne show up in the Aquaman movie anyway? That's Arthur Curry's story. And if Batman's the yeah. main reason you're going to see Aquaman 2 then I'm going to posit that you're the reason why superhero movies are in a decline in quality these days. Cause <laughs> all the, all you see is these movies are just vehicles to cameos and vehicles to other plans. You want to get seen, but you don't actually give a fuck of the actual story that you pay your money for. Like that's, that's what's happening.
0: Dude, I, I, I uh, look, and I wonder these reports of like all the reshoots, I'm sure they're there, but mm-hmm. like people are just assuming it's going to be the biggest piece of crap in the world has mm-hmm. Juan ever delivered a, a complete stinker really I mean maybe it's studio mm-hmm. pro- meddling this time around who knows I guess there's more than usual but have a little faith in the man you know yeah. like he's he's uh he usually delivers like nine times out of ten or more like a good one mm-hmm. uh he made Aquaman one work he made a billion dollars. When everybody made fun of on you know, everybody made fun of him for years. Right. Entourage, you know, had a long, long standing joke about about an Aquaman movie. And mm-hmm. look what happened. And yeah, just go see it because it's an adventure film, not because it's a Batman film. <laughs> you know, Juan stated that he likes um, he put a lot of like romancing the stone and like other mm-hmm. 80s adventure films into mm-hmm. Aquaman and that was the right move obviously mm-hmm. like yeah have a big high seas adventure you know if you like pirates of the caribbean and all this other kind of shit that's what we're there for you know mm-hmm. uh we'll see batman and a million other movies like <laughs> yeah let's enjoy the sp- full spectrum that superhero movies can be mm-hmm. uh yeah. so and if aquaman's not your thing It's fine, but don't don't get upset when Batman's not in every movie you see, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's just kind of nuts. It's kind of it's just it's it's insane,
1: man. Yeah, Yeah. it's insane. Obviously, you know, we're huge Batman fans, but even we're just like, dude, like, why? Why do we need this? Why are people so fucking like outraged? And even like the send offs, I'm just like looking at the different options. Affleck got the best send off. He just he imparts his wisdom to Barry, drives off into the sunset. It's up to you in terms of what happens to him. Keaton got the best send off because I'd rather have what they did where you have the option of saying like, well, the time was reset and now he's just back in his Wayne Manor painting Chicago. I'd rather have that than this bastard dies like, oh, he's like some weird Affleck combined with Keaton version of him that they were going to go with. You know, yeah, that wouldn't have been great. That would have been terrible. So like, yeah, people say, oh, James Gunn shouldn't have put Clooney in the ending. Even I don't even know if that was Gunn's call specifically. And they say that Gunn, you know, fucked with the ending. You know, I say I wish he fucked with the ending more because this ending was broken before Bruce Wayne steps out of that. These deleted scenes so far at absolutely nothing. If Gunn's responsible for changing the ending and cutting these scenes. Good on him. But his mistake was that not necessarily the things that he cut. His mistake was he didn't cut enough, frankly. Like, I think he <laughs> should have cut more or changed more. He should have fucked around a lot more with this to fix this.
0: Dude, the talks we've had about the flash, I feel like <laughs> you know, we should have taken a pass at it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe we're getting big too big for our britches, but <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Hindsight is 2020, you know. It and is, we're jackasses it is. on the
1: internet <laughs> and we don't have to deal with, you know, three different regime changes in Warner Brothers and DC yeah, stuff yeah. like Muschetti did. So like look, I don't think the Flash is necessarily a great example of what Muschetti could do considering how much his hands were tied. So we'll see what happens with Brave and the Bold, but that's kind of my what we've said here is just our stance on it. It's just like, no, nah, we didn't miss a thing. These deleted scenes added nothing.
0: I'm excited for Muschetti's Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. Keep him instated, even though we've said what we said. C- keep Hodson on too, because we, under the, the Gun Saffron regime, I you know I like. It's like we're forever hopeful about DC because we're such mm-hmm. shills. <laughs> but god damn it, if this isn't something to give us hope for the future, then what the fuck is as mm-hmm. far as DC's future movies? Yeah, you know this is a great team up. The, you know I love the left field picks like creature commandos and authority and -hmm. all that shit. So, uh, and a swamp thing by James Mangold. Fuck yeah, dude. You know, Mm -hmm. so like, there's a lot of good here. Uh, and yeah, Muschetti and Hudson will shine more probably Mm -hmm. under this regime. I hopefully, think
1: hopefully we'll f- keep our fingers crossed. And if not, then we'll have our own rants to come in 2020, 2025 and, and going forward. Yeah. What things they should have shouldn't have fucked up in. But yeah, Till then, you know, this is these are our thoughts on those deleted scenes. We'll see if there's any more. Right. Well, All right. Well, time to go, finally go behind the paywall after this.
0: All right. Uh. Well, Uh. yeah, we're going to go behind the paywall uh, announcements before that. Ben, you got any?
1: Uh just uh you know keep tuning in I guess on, on on our end I don't have any new stuff uh still keep checking out uh, New Verse Creative N E U V E R S E Creative where uh, their recent audio drama was written by yours truly that's Batman 89 case of the chemical syndicate inspired by the cape crusader suit that's shown in the Flash where I adapted the Detective Comics number 27 the very first Batman story and made it a Batman 89 prequel Uh, So check that out over that channel.
0: Okay. And yeah, and check out www.metalforce.ninja. That is our website. And that is a Kickstarter movie that I am working on. And it is basically R rated Power Rangers meets stranger things. That's kind of our elevator pitch. And um, it's about a heavy metal band that gets abducted while touring in the desert and uh, thus given their, power rangers esque suits and uh that's all i'll say about that but we have a kickstarter campaign coming and we're going to be at japan world heroes convention august 18th through 20th uh coming up very soon and we'll have a booth there and the kickstarter campaign will start then as well and uh that is it and the rest of this episode may be viewed or listened to at patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod it's behind the five dollar tier mark and we have over 180 episodes at this point uh some of them have been released but most of them not Mm -hmm. (laughs) like 99 percent not so uh and yeah check it out a lot of a lot of bonus content there so yeah patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod and now we will go behind the paywall oh thank you